it's time to stand up or shut up. With your hosts, Chris and Jen, this is the Theme Park Stand Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Theme Park Stand Podcast. We have a very exciting episode for you today. Yeah, welcome back, everybody, to episode 23. We are hanging out with the one and only Ryan Eldridge from Dorney Park. How's it going, Ryan? It's going great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. We have uh, a lot of energy and enthusiasm around Dorney Park right now. So um, it's a great time to be on. And it's a cool time to talk about Iron Menace. Yeah, so excited to get into the talent, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, um, Jen, I didn't tell you this yet, but we did. When we were selecting colors, we thought, man, we better at least give Jen something. So we'll stick with orange for the track. You know, we figure what the heck, why not? I appreciate it. I needed the. I needed a little bit of talent. In I'm still gonna call it talent too. It's it's fine. <laughs> talent to the electric boogaloo. I uh, <laughs> I really did enjoy like the talent love. Although I did see someone when you guys were like, hey, what questions do you have for Ryan? Somebody's like, why didn't he name it Hydra's Hydra's Revenge or Hydra's Revenge? I'm like, dude, you missed the boat. It'd be Stinger's Revenge. <laughs> so it was so funny because like internally, like I have to create all these documents and get input on stuff and. Um, I think like my initial set I sent out was Stinger's Revenge and I did like a little mock-up of um, like I took the Stinger logo and did some funny stuff with it on Photoshop and I was like sending it around. <laughs> but uh, I think basically I was told, all right, stop doing that one. <laughs> Use a code name. So we had we had a code name throughout for the project. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a cool process. It's I'm relieved to finally be at this point, though. It's not that I'm bad at keeping secrets. I'm actually a pretty good confidant. The problem is, though, is when you're keeping secrets from, like, people that you really like and that you work really closely with, that's when it gets really complicated because it's, like, people that you need and, like, you need their input on things and you need their help and their support for, like, events and things. They're like, come on, man, like, give me something. And you're like, no, not only that, but, like, my own mother. You know, I'm like, nah, mom, I cannot tell you anything. I can't tell you the name of the ride is because, like, then you'll tell one person. That's the next thing you know. Um, <laughs> So like just sitting with all that, it's like a lot of weight. And so like a lot of weight was lifted off my shoulders on 810. So it was a good feeling. Yeah. And on top of that, it seems like it has been really well received. So. Yeah, I think so. It seems like folks are, uh, I think, look, I did see some of the criticism of like the track being short or whatever. And I have a response for that. But my biggest thing is like, these are the same people that probably complained that we hadn't gotten anything for X number of years too. Right. So like, I think for us, like this is huge and just recognize like the historic nature of the investment and what it means for the park. And it is honestly, at the end of the day, when you really look at it, like it's going to be a great ride. Um, So like, just enjoy the moment. I think everybody has this, this tendency or like this desire to be like different and not, not because their opinions different, but because they want to get clicks and likes and whatever it's, if you really look at the ride it's a pretty great ride and i think to this point we we had a pretty bomb teaser campaign and i feel really really good about what we ended up with and then the ride itself what we ended up with i'm gonna say i mean looking at the pov and the the like the animated footage it looks like there's not a dull moment that's going to be on there no so it's funny too because one of the things i thought about was uh you know jen loves talent and so do i um but to me it's a lot like it's like it's a lot like talent like it's going to be action-packed fast um great inversions and overall just like a great ride that's going to be memorable because of just like the, the four inversions are you know one after the other there is no time to like take a break 
And I think sometimes that that's almost more desirable than like having a break run or like a, a, an easy spot for you. Um, you're not going to get that on this ride. Uh, so I think that's really exciting. Yeah. And I, I also think that I haven't, I haven't yet to ride any of the mini dives, but I also, I've never heard anything bad about them. So I, I think that, um, it's going to be a really good, like it, a really good ride to fit in that little spot right in the park there. Glad you feel that way. And we knew we wanted to optimize that, that area of the park. Um, not because, you know, laser and stinger and the history that is in that location, but it's right. It is literally high visibility from 78 from Hamilton Boulevard. When you're coming down Lincoln to turn into the park, it's going to be right on your left. Like you're going to see it the whole way through and the whole way in. And then we're going to have like really for the first time ever latched into theming. And you're going to have that industrial theming right beside you. And all of it just works really well in that location. And we also wanted to drive up, you know, we wanted to drive traffic to that area because um, it just feels like you're just walking all the way to the back for Steel Force right now which is kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, we used to have dinosaurs alive and some other attractions back there, but um, times have changed, but this is like us doubling down and trying to get people to the lower half of the park quicker. Yeah. I, could I won't lie. It's going to be a cool little, uh, cool little thing with possessed going up the spike and, and uh, iron menace hanging on the hill. So that's going to be pretty cool word. And then, and then what's even cool is if you got the right angle, right? You're going to see like, you, you might see Thunderhawk and you're definitely going to see steel force. So you get yeah. a, nice shot and then if you're on top of on top of iron menace you're going to see everything it's, it literally yeah. has like a perfect sight line up there so i'm excited to climb up there and take some photos <laughs> that's how my brain operates yeah it's definitely going to be a really good i think it's in the perfect spot of the park to get like a very nice landscape view of the park agreed yeah when we did the uh, animation process they had me go and um take a lot of different um, photos and videos specifically from the top of steel force was one example. Um, we had Austin with maintenance because you had to be certified to climb the spike for possess. Cause normally when they do maintenance, like oftentimes they bring in a machine, but Austin is actually certified to climb. So we climbed the top, got some images for me. Um, and then we took from a, a number of different strategic locations in the park. So we could kind of like duplicate the horizon, some other things around it. Um, so yeah, overall it's just a pretty cool experience. So what I'm hearing is uh, next off season, we get another uh, park tour where we get to climb up uh, Iron Menace and take some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially stay tuned, right? Um, definitely some construction tours as we get through the process for sure. Um, so we'll see how things shake out and, um, you know, depending on timelines, when the thing gets done and when the park opens, um, if not next off, next off season, then the one after that for sure. Exciting. Yeah. Oh, and before we move on, I just want to make sure that everybody is still aware that we are having our meetup finally yes. on October 21st. So I'm super pumped. Hey, you know, just like having challenges, we got to this podcast, Chris, because I've been pretty inaccessible and difficult to reach you with this, this meetup, moving this thing around. See, now we're even, now yep. we're even, but uh, yeah, you got we're excited to get you guys out here for October to be a good time. And I will say yeah, we've got some more information coming out on September 7th that I think will make your trip in October a lot more exciting. So um, the connections between something haunt related and this ride in particular are going to be really strong. So I think that's going to boost your trip, so to speak. Not to mention if we can get back there and do a little construction tour that might add to it. So love see, I'm working, on, love I'm this working on acquiring hard hats, but if you have your own, you might want to bring it. Gotcha. I'll be searching right for a hard hat. Your own. It's not going to matter. I've got to have it for you. But 
we'll have it ready for you. Oh, another thing I wanted to point out that I thought was really cool about Iron Menace is Zephyr going right through the heart of the coaster. Right. So um, that was one of those things where, you know, I've known that was going to happen for a while and just trying to figure out like what we're going to do with Zephyr, like when it's going to close, because, you know, I was concerned if if we announced that it was closed for the season that season that, I mean, it it kind of was a dead giveaway, but I think it kind of worked in our favor anyway. Like the speculation there was like, okay, this isn't just a Halloween haunt. Like this is something bigger than that. So it kind of worked out in our favor, but to connect the Zephyr, which was built in the thirties to the, and that's the ride that saved us during the great depression to connect that ride with iron menace, which in my opinion, um, kind of changes the game for the park. It doesn't save the park or put the park on the map. I guess the way I like to say is, um, you know, it's like if, if we were in the WWE, it's like we, we, uh, now we get to be a part of the big show again. So we, um, like we're on the circuit, we just get to be a part of the big show again. So the iron menace is going to allow us to do that. And then the Zephyr, yeah, it's going to go right through the station. So it's, it's intimately tied and they've been pulling up some of the tracks to get it ready for that. So it's, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that was something I wasn't super expecting. I was expecting needing some movement of the Zephyr um, based on the location, but I was not expecting it to go through the station. That's yeah, it was something that, um, you know, at Dorney, we're really passionate about making sure that we maintain and preserve history. Um, and then also that it's a part of our story as we move into the future. So we're really cognizant of that. Um, like last year, small example, but um, we made sure that we did everything we could to preserve the whip and keep it around for years to come. And so, like, this is just another example. And Thunderhawk this year, this year, this offseason, whip was last offseason. Thunderhawk was this offseason where we reset the trains out to get um, to get uh, rebuilt by Philly Toboggan. And then we went and we retracked a lot of it. And um, I've, I've heard good things about the ride. I haven't gotten on it, gotten on Thunderhawk this year. But uh, from everything I've heard, it's a little bit smoother. And so, like, we, we take pride in preserving our history. And then now I think we should take it a step further and incorporate that history with some of this theming that we're looking to do as we move into the future, which in this, this case would be a steel yard. And I mean, honestly, a train fits right into a steel yard, right? Yeah, (laughs) it does. And I think that like the actual, the look of the train, it's going to look really cool. I'm very excited for it. I'm glad you feel that way. (laughs) So how far along in the process do you get to learn like what's coming? extremely early on um yeah yeah, i've known for known for many months um i wouldn't say i'm the earliest but uh i would say that i was probably the one park representative who's been on this process the longest and then got to hang all the way through um through the naming process through um some of the dialogue about the style of the ride and, and different things of that nature um not that i necessarily always had input i mean naming had a little bit of input obviously right um how we would uh, go about conveying the backstory and what all that stuff looked like a little bit. Um, But yeah, I've known for a long time. I think probably the person that knows longer than me or the two people would be our director of construction and maintenance, Paul, and our general manager and vice president, Jessica, on a park level. Um, And then there's some folks, obviously, with Cedar Fair that have probably known this for a long time, (laughs) known this for a long time, like how this was going to shake out. But I think Jessica actually did get like the final say and um, what we were going to land. And she was really adamant about getting this dive. Um, so I, I think in the end, she got her way um, adamant for a couple reasons. One, um, specifically Dorney's relationship with BNM is fa- is fantastic. We, we love working with them. Paul has been with our company for 30 plus years. 
and um, he has a great relationship with them. Um, every ride they've built for us, Talon, great example, Hydra, great example. Um, they've have, they have met our expectations and more. And so when we were looking at it, I think Jess um, had talked about it with our team. Everybody in the, the park felt strongly about B&M. And then we knew we wanted to do a theme that would connect back with the area, which if anybody says Lehigh Valley, it's like us steel. And I think that's great. Like I think everybody says steel and it's like us steel, but like how many people actually then take like the foresight to like follow it through. And we were so impressed by what arts quest did at the steel stacks. And um, I don't know. It just felt like if you're going to theme something around the Lehigh Valley and the park in general, it's like, you're going to have to do steel at some point. And it just, it just felt right that it's the first thing to go and the first thing to start with. Yeah, it definitely was a very interesting tie-in, and it was very, it's very um, Lehigh Valley, for sure. Yeah, and we should be. We're the Lehigh Valley's theme park, right? Yeah. I mean, we represent a lot of Eastern Pennsylvania. A lot of people from Philly, um, you know, myself included, grew up going to Dorney Park, um, even if we're not from Allentown, Bethlehem, or Easton. Um, but I think even those of us who didn't grow up in the Lehigh Valley, per se, we still identified as Lehigh Valley's theme park and we're all okay with that. Like I was okay with that growing up, even if I wasn't like in Allentown at the time. Um, and I, I think it's great because a lot of us, even when you didn't grow up in Allentown and Bethlehem, um, the steel in, the steel industry stretches a lot further than that. I mean, I grew up around Coatesville, Pennsylvania and it was built around Luke and steel. It's the same vibe. So like, I think we all kind of vibe with that. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely agree with that. That's, I grew up in the Philly area as well, and I those two areas definitely make me think steel and pierogies, but <laughs> steel is definitely the superior choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pierogia, you know, steel, pierogies, and cheesesteaks. It's about, uh, well, if you're going Pittsburgh, then definitely pierogies. If you're going, like, Philly, I mean, that's the thing. That's the great thing about it, too, is I think everybody associates, like, the steel industry with Pittsburgh and Allentown. But like I said, there's a lot of, and it even goes beyond just, like, the actual forging of the steel. Like, the byproduct would end up in towns and cities all across PA. Um, so we, we felt really strongly about that. And then I'll get like, the other thing I want to mention too, is like that suspense or horror tie in. Um, you know, there was some hesitation about doing that because you don't want to do a disservice to like Bethlehem steel is the obvious tie in. Right. And you want to be like, well, I don't want to make it seem creepy, but like it's 2023. And for those of us who have grown up around the ruins, like there's a tinge of creepy to it. Um, while there also is, a, is certainly a strong sense of reverence and like honor and dignity and all that stuff around it too, because a lot of us had grandfathers and grandmothers and others who had worked in those industries. Some of those buildings are straight creepy. Um, and so we felt like it, we would do a disservice by not leaning into it. Um, and it also gives the ride something unique, which is it kind of gives it that dark element, like that dark tie-in, I mean, dark ride, but like just kind of darker horror, right? Yeah. So, but just, I don't know, once we started kicking around, it's like, man, it's kind of a slam dunk. Yeah. <laughs> Just take the easy one sometimes. Like, just take the dunk. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes it, it kind of throws it back to re reminding, like, reminds me of when Banshee was announced because it has that every people were kind of up in arms about Mantis originally being called Banshee and that whole thing. But I think as time goes on, like, these, like, kind of horror type stuff. Yeah. I think it's neat. Well, and, yeah. Gendos too, right? Like horrors in our blood, especially especially those of us from like Eastern PA. Like, and honestly, because it, it a lot of it is because of some of these creepy towns and and the woods and the fields and like there's all kinds of things around Pennsylvania that are just naturally creepy. So yeah. it all kind of works together, right? 
yeah, it's just kind of like part of our being. We are we are the fawn haunt people. Yeah, it's our DNA. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I remember visiting Centralia a while back and that was I was like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> Been wanting to go. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I I never have gone either, unfortunately. But I did ride Black Diamond at Knobles. So. How about that? Close enough. Yeah. Close. Good as it gets. As close um, as it gets. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we can get into some of our, uh, our user questions if that's all right with you. Yeah, go for it. User. I said user. <laughs> yes. Okay. Listener questions. Fans, listen. Can I actually, can I jump in with one question before we pop into them? Cause I don't yeah. think it's covered in here. Um, I know we talked about how much of the, how much of it you were involved in and how long you've been involved with it. What was your favorite part in the marketing of the wow. coaster. Yeah, I don't know why I even took a second to think about that, but the, the, <laughs> teaser, the teaser campaign by far. Um, and that's because we were, so there was a collective vision for like the vibe, but overall, like the execution was all myself, my content coordinator, Avery, who's a part-timer and then my intern, Sophia. So like the three of us are the ones that like made this like, plan that was vetted out by a creative team with Cedar Fair and we're the ones that pulled it off and um, it was a pretty heavy lift it was you know three weeks worth of shooting Avery and myself are like amateur cinematographers we like to shoot we shoot a lot and um, you know we've worked on other stuff like people's weddings and <laughs> you know I was in uh, news for a time so we've we've had experience editing but we've never tackled anything like this but we finally got that last one done and out which is a record player. And by the way, the teaser campaign is not done yet. So um, this is the first time I've said this, but tomorrow, well, it depends on. So Tuesday, August 15th, the part two will commence. So like the whole concept hasn't even been fully vetted out yet. There's more to it. So we, anyway, I would say when, when the last one aired on, I think that was on a Tuesday before it was 8-8. August 8th, man, I felt a little emotional because we put so much work into that. And like we had to, like we had to find an actor. We had to find um, abandoned spaces that were willing to work with us. Arts Quest was great about letting us go to the ruins in Bethlehem. We had um, two uh, vacant, dilapidated structures we visited. One was in Lancaster County, um, one was in Berks County. So we were that far away. We shot stuff at the park. We had a, a volunteer for maintenance that used the grinder. So like to pull all that together. And then it's like, then we came up with like the creative copy. We came up with, um, I worked with our web team for like what the landing page would look like. So when you put in like that much work and effort, um, and then like the reception, at least from what I could see was like generally enthusiastic about it. Like it was a really cool feeling. Cause it's like, that was my baby. Like I put, <laughs> I put a lot of work into just getting us to eight ten, Um, and I'm, pretty excited that um it won't be done completely until 9 7 so it's it's about to get a little darker here as we move forward that's yeah. my favorite part though absolutely that's so exciting and then it brings me kind of into another one so whose idea was it i don't know if you're really allowed to say mclavish is from knott's very yeah farm right not so scary oh no what is it not scary farm. Yeah, not so scary farm. Not so, so scary farm. Sorry, yeah, I no. person at heart, guys. Sorry. I mean, I don't know if I'm throwing them under the bus, but um, Ken Parks is on our creative team um, through Cedar Fair, and Ken has worked on a lot of great concepts for Cedar Fair, 
And um, I think initially when he put it in, it was like his way of being like, this is my thing. Like I got, I got Hiram McTavish in there again. And um, he was, he uh, did a lot of the creative for knots. So when we saw it, our instinct was like, like did Ken goof. Um, and then I had a conversation with some folks and we were talking about it and I was like, no, this actually works perfectly because there absolutely needs to be like a Cedar fair cinematic universe, like an MCU yeah. of Cedar fair. And I, I love knots. Um, I have a really good friend there, Taylor Underwood, who does a lot of like their social media and stuff like that. And, um, so for me, it was like, Oh, this is great. And the thing that I really like about it is like McTavish in our, in our world is very paranormal. And you could say the same thing about the knots McTavish, which I think is the same McTavish, but I'll let everybody else make their own determination who died in like the 1880s. Right. So if that McTavish died or did he die because his heart's beating. So my whole thing is like, I think, and this is just one man's opinion, but I like to think that it's a paranormal spiritual being that either inhabits different people and, or like continues on as this like, spectral bad energy that then continued on to Allentown where he then ran this steel mill into the ground and collected souls along the way. So I think that it works out perfectly. And we had, we've had some talks too about including like a McTavish gravesite in our necropolis too, which is our like zombie haunt. So I would like to see, and hopefully more Cedar fair parks will latch on to kind of like this. And they, they do it at Kings Island too, right? Like I think, um, there's a nod to our trout at uh, one of the attractions. Can't think of it off the top of my head, but I think we should, we should be a little more integrated like that with some of our storylines and things. I think this is a cool way to do it. A, yeah. It was, it's like a very small detail, but once it was noticed and once people started talking about it, I loved it. I love that you guys um, took that extra step to tie in with Knott's Berry farm. Um, yeah. I think it was Ken being, I think it was Ken being ornery. Um, but then it's like, <laughs> Hey, you know, we, caught it before everything went out but it's like hey let's embrace it um and it's cool because like folks like us will understand it i don't know that you know your average guest is going to care going to know but um <laughs> it's for us so yeah it's for the nerdiest of the nerdiest it's fine yeah, yeah right exactly it's for those of us that uh you know will try to get to cedar point and dorney and carowinds and king's Domin king's dominion and king's island in one in like one trip or you know one summer or whatever so because <laughs> we're sickos I will say this, um, the park and, and you have had probably the best teaser campaign I've seen in a long time. So I appreciate that, man. Thank yeah, you. A round of applause. It a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a heavy lift, but uh, it was a labor of love. Once we got started, man, like it's contagious, right? Like you start working on it and, and um, you know, Avery specifically really latched on to like that editing process. Like she was really into it. And once you get into it, you just kind of get the ball rolling. And um, she says, I'm the ideas guy. So like a lot of the ideas are like in my brain and I conceptualize everything. And then like she helps me execute it. And and um, it, it was just kind of like the perfect storm. Once we got moving, man, we were really into it. So, yeah, you can definitely tell like you can tell that you guys put everything behind that. It's the detail in it. The you can tell that there is a lot of you guys put into that. Yeah, I did. I did have a laugh. Like there were a couple tweets where it's like Cedar Fair dumped their whole bucket into it. And I was like, by whole bucket, I guess you mean like the salaries and or hourly pay of the uh, Dorney Park staff that took on this massive lift. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't have guessed that it was just you three, though. It really no. does. It, it really 
said the oh. concept is a greater is a greater group. I do want to mention that, but yeah, the execution was done at a park level, which is crazy. So. Yeah, the quality the quality of those teasers for it being done on a park level is seriously impressive. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a labor of love, and I saw James McAvoy liked one. I could have like flown to the moon that night and everybody <laughs> at the park is so sick of me talking about James McAvoy. Let me tell you, they're like, yo, you got, I can't be around you for one more minute. I have like the Philadelphia Inquirer article up in my, uh, in my office, <laughs> like had James McAvoy pinned on her Instagram for like weeks. People were like, I get away from me. But uh, <laughs> when he liked that trailer, he liked, um, he liked, I don't know, it was the last one or the one before, I think it was the one before that. And I was like, yo, I literally fly to the moon right now. I'll be Buzz Aldrin. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. LFG. Yeah. LFG, literally. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I guess yeah, I have another question before we get into the listener questions. Yeah. Um, so you said uh, the park president, you know, she had her mind pretty much like she wanted a dive. Yeah, the general um, manager, yeah, absolutely. General manager. And yep. was at the beginning were there multiple like offers from other manufacturers that you're like like mulling through yeah she went she kicked around a couple um obviously the foot the footprint space is relatively small um so even when we saw like we got that approval from south whitehall we saw some like youtubers like speculate oh like here's what it could be and theoretically it was funny because it's like i mean it could really only be like five things on that plot with that specific like structure build and all that stuff stuff um the the gravity group was like the initial goal i think in like 2019 2020 when they submitted but then COVID happened um you just have like a changing of the tide you get different leadership different strategies different goals and jessica was really adamant about like tying and theming and getting a ride that had better volume and had a manufacturer that was um not that not that any others weren't um but bnm specifically is extremely well liked at dorney park um, among the team. And a lot of our folks have been here for 30, 40 years, no lie. Um, so when she started going through all that stuff, I, I think for her, it was like, I'm going with the BNM, And then it's just a matter of like, what model, what's the footprint look like? And it was like, the dive is what she wanted to do. And I think initially, like, she has like, you know, cause you see all these different concepts, her idea, like the dive is supposed to emulate like an iron ore cart dumping iron into a blast furnace. Yeah. But it's like she saw that. And I think like, that's where she was like, Hey, I think this is the right way to go. So a lot of that credit for identifying and we had, we all had conversations too. So it's not like Jess just pulled that out of the sky. I mean, a lot of that was park level discussions with people who had been here a long time, directors who had been here for a long time, kind of coming together and saying like, Hey, we need to do something that's, you know, emblematic of the area. So yeah, there were there were other rides, but I think I think it was always going to be be B and M. And I think when you really look at the footprint, it was always going to be a dive. And I, yeah. I think a lot of you agree, like worst kept secret of all time. <laughs> um, but that's cool because it's like you could still speculate. I mean, you could have been something else, probably not, but it could have been. <laughs> yeah, but I, I definitely think like Pennsylvania, we're extremely lucky that we have some really good wooden coasters around here. We really do. We have oh, Altoro, yeah. Phoenix, Twister oscar's wacky taxi like we have some really good ones i think a good mini dive is gonna set you guys apart i think it's definitely the best addition to the park yeah and i've had people ask too like do you guys look at what competitors are doing and how much does that weigh into your decision making process and the answer is like yes 
Like, why would we not pay attention to what they're doing at Six Flags Great Adventure or Hershey Park? Like, that would just be dumb. And the whole, like, Dorney, you know, we're all about providing, like, a unique experience or giving people something that they can't get anywhere else. So that kind of just plays into what we're doing here with this ride and, like, why why wouldn't you want something that is the first of its kind either in the Northeast or in the country with the Tilted Loop or whatever? Like, that's just just good business sense. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the closest dive is what five hours away at um, yeah, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Yep, yeah, Griffin, I believe it is. So that would be the closest. And I saw people who were like, "This isn't the. That's not the first in the Northeast." And I'm like, "Just Google it, bud. Virginia's not in the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toronto. Toronto is not the Northeast. It's in Canada." So um, <laughs> I always love those Twitter comments where I'm like, I can't reply, but man. <laughs> I don't know how you have restraint after reading probably some of the things you've seen. <laughs> I, I have much restraint. Cedar Fair has uh, made sure of it. So, <laughs> you know, we, we, um, nah, it's a good, I think it's, I think it's a, the perfect ride for us, honestly. The, the more, it's funny too, because you guys know it's like when someone tells you an idea, it's like you have a tendency to be hypercritical of it. And it's, um, I'm always kind of hypercritical of ideas because I like to challenge them. And by the time, we got to launch. I'm like, nah, I feel really strongly. This is the perfect ride, which is rare for me as a person. Cause normally I'm like, am I we doing, am I, are we doing the right thing? Is like, that's my natural tendency. Um, but no, I, I just feel strongly. This is the right ride. And I'm not just telling you guys that cause I'm PR. I just growing up around here just feels like the right move for us, especially the theming. I will say this. Uh, I was just at Cedar point the other day and I will say that, Val Raven has a consistently long line. So the like everyone, it just seems to be loved all around those types of coasters. Yeah. So I think it was a perfect fit and the elements, you know, especially the, the tilted loop is just going to be so cool on yeah. a dive coaster. Yeah. And I do feel like a, a dive coaster is where like, I think it's the, the perfect like general public ride that it's the hanging over the top is like the perfect thrill that they want. They're never too intense. They're like the perfect, I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. Like the Thuzies always have something to say about the dives, but I think for who you're actually there for, you're catering to the general public. I think it's definitely the best choice. I appreciate you saying that feels like the right choice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, question time. All right, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> Jen, t you want to take the first one? <laughs> the first one is from Dorney Park. Oh. I don't know if you know who would do that. But, I don't um, know who would do it. They asked, why is Dorney the best and why do you love it so darn much? Oh, man. Dorney's the best because it's the, it's the neighborhood park, and it always has been. It's like a part of our DNA, especially as like Eastern Pennsylvanians and some folks from New Jersey, too, I think feel the same way. It's just like in our DNA, you, you like, you grow up the door, go into Dorney. And like, honestly, like Dorney has survived since 1884 without any like unique theming, which just speaks to like the power of the park. When you go in there and this was true for me, I mean, prior to working here, I hadn't been to the park in like 10 years. Just, I'd been moving around. I, you know, I've been to Cedar point and things like that. But when I came back to the park, it's just like this magic um, that exists there. And for me, obviously, a lot of it's going to be the memories you make as a child. But I think it's because there's like those generational memories that like you make with like your grandfather or, um, you know, a cousin or, or whoever, whoever it is. Maybe it's mom and dad. Um, you know, for me, it was like my grandparents. Right. So you make those you make those memories and they have memories. So like 
you know, my grandfather can be like, hey, I remember riding the whip when I was a kid. It's like, well, I remember riding the whip when I was a kid. And like, that's just kind of cool. Like, I remember riding Thunderhawk when I was a kid. It's like, well, so did I, Grandpa. So like, that's really cool that you can have like generations of like Dorney Park fans. Um, I think of like our first ever season pass holder, Cliff Herring. Like, I have a relationship with that guy. Like, how weird is that? That like, you have a relationship with a guy also is like one of the first i think to like officiate a, a gay wedding on like a roller coaster too like just like such rich history at the park with like our guests with our community um and that's what like it just makes dorney special and it sets it apart and i think like on top of that like when you talk about the history it's like we revere that history and we try to sustain it and we keep it and people will be like you know oh, why is dorney keep that ride it's a hunk of junk and it's like honestly we will try to keep a ride as long as humanly possible if journey to the center of the earth didn't fall apart, that thing would probably still be here too. So um, if Stinger didn't fall apart, it probably would still be here too. I'm kind of glad it's not, but um, <laughs> it's like, we have this like passion for the area. And then like overall, like working here, um, like the people that work here, once again, like so many of them have been here for so long, but they have such an incredible passion for the park um, specifically the full-time staff, but then even like some seasonals coming back year after year after year, like in our entertainment that help with costumes and makeup. Um, it just kind of creates like this family atmosphere uh, that I think like overall is contagious in the park. And then honestly, like the water park's fantastic. So like, if you like water park, like wild water kingdom, in my opinion, is still the best water park in our region, um, which maybe was to the detriment of the dry park, but we're getting that back. So um, just a great, I just, you know, I think the answer to the question, like, why is Dorney the best? It's the best because of the memories people have made there in the history. Short. It's a short answer. And talent. <laughs> yeah. And talent. Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say that. Talent. Talent. And uh, so Jen's favorite talent and James McAvoy's favorite Steel Force. Definitely um, top it off with our two celebs for sure. <laughs> Except Steel Force is the wrong choice. Can we like reach out to him and have him reconsider? I tried, Jen. I even wrote it with him. All right, I was what trying. To the time. Uh, he said it was just a different feeling. He said it. He said it wasn't like it's tough to make you pick one or the other. But he said Talon made him feel like he was flying, but nothing tops that like drop and you're just like waiting. So Ugh. don't know. That's yeah. what Patricia said. There's nothing I can do about it. There. Uh. Too many high fans. We're possessed for me. I'm sorry, man. This is the great ride. Um, I'm sure I'm going to love all of them, to be honest. So, but mostly talent. Right on. <laughs> um, so our next question comes from Post. So, uh, Malone? have you? What's that? Malone. Yeah, yeah, we'll Wish. go with that. <laughs> uh, Post Malone, no, I'm just kidding. Is asking, uh, have has the park considered backing off the trims on Steel Force, like Worlds of Fun did with Mamba? That little one change turned Mamba into an elite ride when they were there on their stumbles of fun trip. Well, I mean, I, I think Steel Force is an elite ride regardless. Um, but I will say that um, our maintenance team and our, specifically our director of maintenance and construction and Jessica, who has an ops background, um, are constantly looking for ways to improve the ride experience for existing rides. So one key example of that is like the pneumatic gates with Steel Force. Um, they've tried to look at retrofitting talent so we can fit, um, persons who may be a little bit bigger. Um, so yeah, that's, it's been a discussion. 
we talk about all this kind of stuff. I talk about theming and painting. It's like we have these conversations constantly, whether they come to fruition or if it just ends up being like a spitball in a meeting or two different things. But um, if they feel strongly that it'll improve the ride experience, um, they'll be the ones to move forward with that, not me. But um, yeah, they've they've had a number of conversations about all of our roller coasters and ways to improve them. Just like Chris, your favorite possessed, like we have talked ad nauseum about um, can we fix the holding brake? How do we fix the holding brake? What do we need to do? How do we get somebody in here? Um, et cetera, et cetera. So we have those conversations every off season and I'm telling you, every roller coaster comes up every single one wild mouse. How do we improve capacity? How do we get people on and off that thing quicker? Like everything comes up, everything's on the table every off season. And then you usually move forward with a few small projects um, or maybe a bigger, like pneumatic gates are kind of big. Um, and then, you know, we kind of move into the next season and they, they stand pat and then there's always seems to be changes or industry changes. And sometimes you're like, oh, I'm glad we didn't do that one. Or you're like, man, we still need to do that one. So yeah. we'll see what it looks like this off season, but long story short, yeah, that's, that's come up in conversation, but um, I'm not sure to what degree they've seriously considered it. Yeah. Not to mention they're two different layouts of coasters. So they are, they are, they're so. different. They're different. I mean, I think we all acknowledge like there's ways to improve ride experiences as you move. I mean, the ride's been there since uh, 1998. So, I mean, certainly there's, there's changes that I think would be beneficial, but what do those look like? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Um, next we have Thuzi Tony. Um, he Tony said, Clark. I'm gonna say it like Tony. Thuzi Tony. <laughs> you know, it's Tony Clark. He's trying to get me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you heard it from Ryan at Thorny Park. This is, Tony. Um, Tony Clark. Yeah, right. Um, he said, making my first visit in September, what is a must-do at Dorney Park besides the rides? Uh, besides Talon. September. <laughs> uh, well, it would depend on if you're coming September, like end of summer season, or if you're coming September, like Haunt. I mean, if you're, if you're coming during Haunt, the entire event is going to be changed this year. So there's going to be a brand new bar. We get the brand new stage with a brand new show. Um, multiple shows, I believe. Um, the Midway Misfits are going to transform the Midway where Coasters is. Um, Carnival is moving. It's going to be expanded. It's going to grow. Got a new haunt attraction in the back that we'll talk more about on 9-7. We've got um, Roadside Stop and Shop, which is in its second year, so that they always tend to be better the second year out. The, the actors are more comfortable, etc. Dystopia is moving down to the bottom. The Pirates are moving up to Hydra Plaza with the new show. Um, they got their own stage. So, there's going to be plenty to do. I guess maybe not knowing a whole lot or not being able to talk a whole lot about it. I'd say definitely experience the new bar. If you're into that scene, that's going to be on the midway, enjoy the new show and uh, go check out the new attraction. If you're not, and then if you got little kiddos, um, which you know, some people do, they go with their little kiddos. Great pumpkin fest is always cool. I mean, there's like a petting zoo, like they deck out wild water kingdom is like a fall festival. Um, so there's plenty of stuff to do up there. But if you're there right before the summer season ends, um, you're going to want to get your water rides in before it's too late. And by water rides, I mean like um, Thunder Canyon and then uh, Whitewater Landing, all those classics. Like you're going to want to get those things in before they're done for the season. So that would be my suggestion because you can always – and if you're coming September, I mean, do the roller coasters too because foliage might be changing, which is sick. Like Dorney Park with fall foliage is like – Amazing. I mean, any any park in Pennsylvania with that fall foliage is great. Um, but Dorney in particular, because of the topography and with that big hill, 
Um, like if you're up on top of Talon, for example, and you get ready to do that drop and you turn and you're getting ready to go down, you, you really get a sweet look at some of those, <laughs> like those leaves and just the trees, they look great. So that'd be my suggestion. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So not knowing when in September makes it complicated, but if you're coming after September 15th, you're going to get a unique like Halloween experience, which is like Dorney's Halloween is fantastic. Yeah. And some good night Talon rides. Darn right. Darn right. Got to get it in. You can't go wrong with night rides. That's for sure. No, you can't. Um, and then I also just throwing it back to uh, the, the the Rapids ride. I hear that one gets you absolutely drenched after seeing Coaster Studios and everybody ride that a couple weeks yeah. ago. So it's funny. It's like I uh, did a ride with East Coasters thinking like, I bet I can stay in my work clothes and it won't be too bad. No. <laughs> There's like not a spot in that on that little circle that you're not going to get hit. It's yeah. insane. Absolutely demolished. And Whitewater Landing is not any better. Like both those rides, people go on and I see people now, they're like, I won't get too wet. And I'm like, no, you will. Like it will destroy your day if you don't want to be wet. Yeah. I had two friends come to visit Dorney. One was from the UK and one is from um, New Zealand. And I went up and met them for the day. And they were like, let's just ride it. It's no big deal. And my, I had that, like I have this oversized Talon shirt and it's the oh, yeah. best. I love it. But it was like, Six thousand pounds with water. I'm like wringing oh, yeah. it dry, and <laughs> it was like a workout on those hills. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. No, and so that's the thing too. It's like you're so wet, like you've hit the point of soaked, where like there's no coming back. Like you cannot possibly get dry enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like rucking up those hills to the next ride. <laughs> so I say all that to say, if you're doing the water park, you might as well do those. You know, after you're done, before you dry off, because it ain't working out any other way. Yeah, you're going to get pretty drenched yep. on those. Yeah, pretty soaked. I mean, although if it is like middle of July and it's 90 degrees, like you're probably going to get soaked walking around the park anyway and sweat. But, you know, that's yeah. a different level of wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all comes back to those hills. Those hills are killer. They're killer. We call it, cardi we call it cardio hill. So there, there's like you're getting a workout. You are doing your cardio. Yeah, you're definitely a day at Dorney Park. You're sweating whether it's hot or not. That hill is intense. We're just looking out for the people. We want to make sure you all get your funnel cakes, too, and that you're okay, you know? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our next question comes from Coaster365. So what's up, Bryant? Uh, he asks, how does the request process work for getting a new roller coaster? Is it... Uh, just a matter of continuously asking Cedar Fair until they approve it, or do you have, um, or do you have to work with the manufacturer as well? Yeah, you got to work with a number of different parties. Um, yeah, continuously asking Cedar Fair apparently works, so we can do that. Um, Cedar Fair had a um, has a pretty good strategy for how to help out parks like Worlds of Fun, uh, Dorney Park specifically. I think you saw some of the changes at Worlds of Fun, so. There's clearly like a strategy in place to help some of us parks that aren't like the big guys. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of it starts with Cedar Fair, where they want to make the investments in the park. Valley, yeah, 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 stay tuned. Um, so, like where they want to invest. And um, then from there, you you know, you got to have manufacturers or that are on board. I mean, usually, you know, there's money talks. <laughs> if you got the money and you can make the investment, I think the manufacturers will make it work as long as it fits within um, their profile and what they like to do. 
And uh, like I said, B&M and Dorney, we've got a great relationship. Um, and then the other hurdle is like, you got to get, you got to, at least in our case, um, it will be a township, but you know, others, it might be a county or a board or a region. Um, in our case, it's like, we got to get South Whitehall Township on board um, and, you know, ready and comfortable with the plans that we have, as well as the state of Pennsylvania. And um, once you get all those players on board, then you can move forward. But uh, the process itself to do all that is a little bit over a year. So um, it can take some time. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, moving on, we have Lampson Coasters. He has two questions. The first one being outside of being a Twitter troll, um, what are some of your interests outside of theme parks? Look, he only calls for the trolling because he gets on my page and talks about a roller coaster that's not at my park. So that's his fault. All <laughs> um, right. Great hibernating talent. Yeah, the great hibernating talent. Um, he wants to know Dorney Park's interest outside of Dorney Park. Well, you know, um, likes to likes to moonlight as Solomon and look at the trout. Um, you know, go for long walks on Hamilton Boulevard and uh, yell at the steel stacks in Bethlehem. You know, they they like to hang out together. Um, no, I I um I got I'm, I'm gonna know. I guess I'm kind of a weird fellow, but I mean, I have a lot of different interests. I like a lot of different things, but um. I volunteer a lot, so I'm pretty active in youth soccer. Usually, you know, when I'm on the road, I'm probably doing something with that. Um, help out with, with different uh, youth charitable causes as well, which some of them are connected to Dorney, some aren't. I, I also am in charge with uh, a lot of our charitable efforts at the park, so that um, comes into play there. Um, do some things with some some business partners as well in the community. So I stay pretty active. A lot of it would be connected to the park. It's just one of those roles that requires a lot of you. Um, but then outside of that, um, you know, I like to hang out with my, I mean, part of the reason why I came back to Pennsylvania is because I love to be with my family and around my family. Um, my grandparents are still in the area. I love to see them. They help raise me. My mom's in the area. She raised me as a single mother for like 12 years. So we're like, uh, we're like besties sometimes. Um, sometimes, we, you know, we want to beat each other up, but, uh, <laughs> we get along really well. So, um, you know, outside of work, it's like chilling with family and friends and, um, coaching soccer. Those are like my two big things that I've, I've been trying to learn an instrument for the longest time. Um, but I always kind of flounder between like, if I want to, um, like be able to mix music and do keyboard and piano, or if I want to do guitar and I've just like never been able to like, just pick one and I only have time to do one. I also like to do archery in my spare time. So I do a lot of that. Um, and I like to draw and write. So I, I like to write um, fiction. I do a lot of like children's fiction. I haven't got anything off the ground yet, but I, I do have some stuff done. Haven't like gotten to the next phase of that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Dabble in a little bit of everything. My brain's kind of like very ADD. So I can't like just pick one thing and stick with it for a long time, which is why Dorney's great for me because there's always something new going on. <laughs> Trust me, yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> right. It happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, Coasters. His second question is also with the visit from James McAvoy. Have there third question? Third question. I guess it really is, right? Yeah, um, outside of the visit from James McAvoy, have there has there been any other big visitors that you've had at the park? Oh well, I mean, so in my time, a lot of it is like influencer level folks which is kind of like they exist in their sphere and they have a lot of folks right so yeah. it depends on if you consider those celebrities i mean i try to you know we kind of gauge it by what do we think what do we think it's, the experience is going to be like and 
you know, the, do they need assistance? Is it a content capturing aspect, things like that? I mean, the other two that I know, like come right up, like right away when we think of celebrities like Lil Uzi Vert and Meek Mill were there and it was an absolute circus. So um, people found out they were there and next thing you know, it's like, a, it's a mob scene. So um, yeah, James McAvoy's probably up there with those two. And, um, you know, I think there, there's been, Jason Kelsey was there. There's always like athletes, but um, yeah. they don't seem to maybe draw the attention of maybe like an entertainer or a, or a, an actor, or an actress. So they've been there. Um, I want to, there's, there's been some other people too, but I, I'm, I'm not going to go on the list, but yeah, I would say Meek yeah. Mill and Lil Uzi are up there with <laughs> James McAvoy in terms of like just A-list kind of like celebrities, right? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Have you guys, I mean, you might not know, but does um, Pete Davidson go? Cause he, he, I think he's at great adventure, like all the time. I have, he has not been here in my time. So if that happens, you know, you, you'll see it. So haven't uh, haven't seen him venture our way yet, but I mean, maybe, maybe it was in the, the previous uh, PR team, but I, I have, you would think you'd see some kind of documentation of it, but I, I haven't found anything yet. So no. maybe he's still got to make his way here. We, he was so low key. Like I was at great adventure once when he was there and he, he like, no one even knew no park employees were there. People weren't nice. really around him. He was just walking around the park. It was, like, it was the weirdest thing ever. We were like, that's Pete Davidson. And he was just chilling. Like, huh. very weird. That's um, a weird way to do it. Yeah. So I was just curious because he apparently loves Great Adventure and goes I mean, Maybe he has been there and I just don't know about it then. Maybe that, if that's what you're telling me, it's possible. Yeah. It was like a very chill. No one even noticed he was there. So. Yeah. All right. Possible. Yeah. Then we have, um, next we have Cedar Kev. He said, are there any old park events that you would like to see make a comeback? Oof. Old park events that I'd like to see make a comeback. Well, there's one that we didn't do. Um, so, yeah, there's events. But I think the one that I really want to see get back off the ground is like a summer nights. We were talking about that before the pandemic and um, hit the brakes on it. But uh, doing something with like a, you know, Worlds of Fun has been doing like this drone show. I think that would be so dope, Adorny. Um, and then incorporate some local foods, like some local flavors, um, I think would be cool. So I would like to see us do like a summer nights um, and get back to something like that before we would before we would launch into something else. I think that that would be um, a quality event. Also, would love I mean, just personally would love like some kind of Christmas in July event, because um, I think people in the Northeast hold the holiday season in such reverence that I think it would perform really well. I think it would be kind of neat, especially just kind of like that dynamic of like everything Christmas is very winter, but Dorney Park is like your summer destination, right? So I think that would look cool how we could kind of transform the park like that. I think it would be unique. So I like yeah. to see something like that. And I would love to see a summer nights event with, you know, fireworks or a drone show or something. Yeah. And a Christmas in July being so close to Bethlehem would be a right? pretty cool tie. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too be. Far yeah, I think it. Would, I think it would work great for us. Yeah, I definitely think that would be super unique. And who doesn't love a Christmas in July event? Super yeah. fun. Who can't yeah. be happy with Christmas decorations? Come on. And man. Santa on Talon. I want Santa on Talon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, noted. Noted. Has there ever been any talks of doing like a Winterfest type thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, we um, we have gotten painfully close a couple times, yeah. so it, it it's definitely a conversation. Gotcha. Um, well, our the next question comes from Mick Lovin, 
and uh, he's part of uh, El Toro Ryan's crew. (laughs) Um, He asks, given the popularity of Wildwater Kingdom, do you tend to minimize its marketing because of the park thinks most people will go there or maximize marketing grab to grab people who are on the fence about their annual trip? So I think we've we've maximized Wildwater Kingdom for a long time. I think anybody in Eastern Pennsylvania knows that. And I think we're just now starting to see that we would like to start prioritizing the dry park too. The, the real answer is like we've maximized Wildwater Kingdom. And, it, and anybody who's been in that area who doesn't think we've maximized Wildwater Kingdom, I mean, just look at the investments we've made. Most of it is Wildwater Kingdom. Um, and most of our marketing is geared towards Wildwater Kingdom and Planet Snoopy um, because that is like it's a family environment. Um, and you think about it like the the price of a seat. I always love this. The price of a season pass in a lot of cases, especially in the Philadelphia region, will cost your family less than if you got like a membership to your local pool. Yeah. I um, mean, that's like a really big driving point. And then not, not only that, but we have some of the best paid lifeguards in the area. So like, yeah, no, we've we've maximized Wildwater Kingdom. And if anything, we're going to and I think we're going to keep doing that. But I but I think that Dorney Park has to be a part of what we're doing marketing moving forward, which I think we're I mean, Iron Menace isn't going to give us a choice. Right. So we're going to be doing that this year. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, we maximize it for sure. Yeah, it definitely. It's a great water park compared to what we have around here. I tend to agree. I said I, I still think it's the best in the area. I think wa- our water park put pressure on our competitors to like step up their game, and I think you've you've seen them do that. Um, so now it's uh, just kind of feels like an arms race in the in the dry park for now, and I, I think it shifts back to the water park here. It's always kind of like an arms race, but they we kind of forced them to do the two parks one price and get into the water park game. So now it's like, you know, Kings, Kings to us. Now we're, you know, we've got to move some other pieces around to, to be relevant on the dry park side. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Sure does. Um, next we have, we always ask, we always mess up this name. I think, uh, I think it's Hawk Vondale. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He said, Hey, Dorney, if you could bring back one defunct attraction um, from Dorney's past, what would it be? I mean, personally, I would love to bring back Hercules. And I know there's been talk about it, not because we would run it as Hercules, but I think there's so much potential there with, um, you know, it's always like RMC Thunderhawk. Like, that's not going to happen. We're not RMC Thunderhawk, but man, Hercules would have been perfect oh, for yeah. something for something like that, whether it be that or, you know, you do a Titan track or something, you know, I, it was just yeah. like the perfect ride for that. It just got, uh, it was before its time, man. It's just was too too good before his time and uh, got got ripped out a little bit too soon, to be quite honest. But we've had discussions about like Hercules would have been a perfect ride, especially with that steep, you know, that steep drop into that turn on the water would have been ideal. So that would be the first one I'd bring back. I'd also would love to bring back Journey to the Center of the Earth in some capacity. I mean, that was, you know, not going to be structurally sound, but there was be such a cool thing to have like a dark ride like that again at Dorney Park. So those would be my two that I would love to, to have back. Yeah, I would. Someone asked a question maybe two episodes ago about the perfect dark ride for Dorney. And that was like, I feel like a dark ride at Dorney would be such a great addition. Oh, yeah. 
Journey so, to the Center of the Earth, man. If we could bring that thing back. Yeah, you know, that would be perfect. I know. Well, you know, in the Northeast too, like we do like that tinge of corny. So just kind of, <laughs> just kind of fit when it was, <laughs> when it was here. That's very true. We, yeah. we love it. We do love because it, it's our corny. So don't you dare make fun of it. Oh, corny. yeah. Yeah. You can't like make gritty. fun of it. We can make fun of it, but you, you can't. Can. Make fun of it. You cannot make fun of gritty. Only we can. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. as as a Blue Jackets fan, I uh, I can I yeah I've had some conversations about gritty. <laughs> Don't you make me fly out there, Chris? Yeah, we'll be fist fighting. Well, I was gonna say, you our know, Lord and Savior. At, we'll at some point, yeah, at some point, the Iron Pigs will play the Columbus Clippers. So I you know, that. we'll have to like set a day where we can all hang out <laughs> yeah man chris p bacon will be out there pretty soon <laughs> i did not know that's their mascot's name that's amazing well no it's actually fergus which is like f-e iron fergus but um i think i don't know they've got a couple different like base running things and whatnot i'm pretty sure chris p bacon is is something in there <laughs> oh, okay on that i'm not like the uh i'm not the iron pig spokesperson but i've been to a couple games they're good partners of ours yeah uh, Jen, you were just there when the the ads were scrolling, and with I saw yeah. ads. They were the Lehigh Valley Corgis, and you guys oh. didn't know they were obsessed with Corgis. They have such fat butts, <laughs> and they're orange, and they're orange, just like Talon. Seems to be a vibe for you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love so Ahsoka Tano is like who my dog is named after, and Ahsoka is also blue and orange. So that's why her one service dog vest is literally a Talon-themed vest, guys. Perfect. It's perfect. So she can yeah, wear it yeah. at Tony Park and at Hollywood Studios, and it's fantastic. There you go. So <laughs> it's really Talon. Yes. Um, Hawk had another question as well for you, and he asked, if you could steal any ride from another Cedar Fair Park and put it at Dorney, what would it be? I mean, can I take Top Thrill 2 when it's done? Because, like, that... Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of great stuff to choose from. I bet you everybody wants me to say something stupid, like, from CGA and, like, really get myself tied up. So, yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, not, not going to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I'm lost to the first reaction isn't I-305. I threw a five would be a great ride. Um, I threw a five. Yeah, it's a great ride. I don't know. I think I'm just stuck on top thrill two right now, just because I think it's going to be sweet. So, despite Wait. what maybe some people think, I just think it's going to be a cool ride. But I mean, with you know, King Dakar is right there. I mean, I threw a five. Cert I think you know my honest opinion. I just thought this all the way through. My brain was working while I was talking. <laughs> I would love to have Fury. I love that ride. So. When she's all on the men and she's feeling better, she can come right on up the Dorney Park. I there you think go. That would be a great ride for us. That would be super fun and nothing like it. Super. No, fun. it's a great, it's a great ride. Fury's good. I three hundred five is also a great ride. Um, yeah, the giggers are good. Giggers are great. Yeah, man. I know, right? So, what? Uh, you know, I think what isn't there with Top Thrill Two could certainly be there for any of those things. So. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I could I understand I'm this. Racking CGA. my brain. There's so many there's so many great rides just across, you know, I mean, just across all our parks. I don't think it's tough to pick one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Maverick was also one I considered, but I don't. I don't know. I'd be a five. Yeah, love them all. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, said there's a lot of great rides for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a good collection. Demon, demon drop. Oh wait, we already did that. Does that? Oh wait, oh, we, already, we already did that. What else? Wait, how did we make it an hour without a single mention of Demon Drop? This. We should all be fired. We did no. make it an hour. We made it 59 minutes and 49 seconds. So I got it <laughs> in under the wire. Right under the hour wire. So I guess we're just going to get a slap on the wrist, not a full Just in there. It's right. Do you consider Possessed a credit, a coaster credit? Possessed? Yeah. Possessed, oh, I mean, yes. uh, Demon Drop. Sorry. Oh. I got intimate on my mind. I don't know. My, my famous line from that is like, you decide whether it is for yourself. I mean, if you want to call it a coaster credit, I will honor that. If you don't, I, I fully understand. So. Got it. It's uh, it is literally in that weird space where, I mean, I guess I could get why you would do it, and I, I can understand why you would say no. So I let everybody else make the. I don't need to make the decision. Y'all can do it. <laughs> Keep arguing about it. That helps me out. Keep talking about Demon Drop. It's fine. Exactly. Everyone will always talk about Demon Drop. It's beautiful. Dorney recycles. We recycle well. Yeah, definitely so, recycle well. You we know, do. with having you on the episode, I have to mention my dueling impulse idea. So just an oh FYI. God. Oh, Lord. You know, if if Valley Fair ever wanted to get rid of uh, Steel Venom, put it there and have them duel together. You know, they'll oh, meet okay. up on the spike together. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for Wicked Twister, I don't know I don't know what Possessed would look like right now. So certainly got a lot of uh, skeleton parts from old Wicked Twister. So come and visit. Yeah. I have my track slice of Wicked Twister, so I'm happy. There you go. <laughs> Rip. I, I wrote it like the month that it died. I will say this, though. Uh, the boardwalk is really cool, so it, it makes sense. Checks out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we have two more questions left. Cool. Two That's more. Um, we have IBY. Oh, EB. I know EB. EB? Okay. The Dorney Frequent Flyer, yep. Oh, yep. I love that he made it over. I think this is a first question. Mm -hmm. um, he said, will speed slides be reopening in the future? Yeah, another one of those tough ones. So it's had some um, some maintenance issues that were, I don't know if we're working through them or not. It's It's been a constant like push and pull with it. Um, there are some additional things that we need to do if we want to talk about moving on from it and adding something different, or if we want to move forward with the process of uh, getting it corrected. So yeah, it's one of those rides that's unfortunately been shuttered for most of the season or all of the season, I think this year. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's tough. It's kind of one of those water rides are difficult when they kind of reach some of those maintenance challenges, because um, you know, the last thing you want is to have an, a water ride that could be unsafe or, you know, leaking water or there's any a variety of problems. It could be, I can't remember specifically what it is with speed slides, but um, yeah, it's going to be down for a little bit, but um, you know, hopefully we've, we've got a plan for it or that space in the future. And now is that, is that in the water park? It is it's on the back end. It's actually one of the older attractions. It's back behind the wave pool. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're a frequent and you, and you're there a lot, like the fact that no one's ever on it, is uh, probably pretty noticeable because it's got, you know, it's got a little bit of height to it. Um, so it would, you know, you would notice it after a while. It's tucked away in the corner. It's kind of out of the way. But, um, yeah, one of those rides that, I mean, coming for a while too, maybe you look for. I know there's there's people who like it. So makes yeah. sense. Sounds good. And then our last question comes from Bleo. Uh, and he asks, what is your favorite ride at Dorney Park? 
Yeah. So Jen's slowly been making me a believer. I'm, t- I'm honest to God, talent's great. But I will say, Jen, the only thing, like right now in my life, I have made some really cool memories on talent in this job. Like my second life at Dorney is definitely talent. Um, Jen's a part of that. James McAvoy is now a part of that, right? Um, but, I, but I think and I've actually had a couple charitable events that have gone really cool. We've done some uh, ERT on talent. that has been awesome. But Steel Force just has this like deeply ingrained childhood memory of being like my first big boy coaster. And like that's that's hard to beat because like if anything ever happened to that ride, I would be devastated because it's just it's been there so long. And I literally was a little kid, you know, maybe eight or nine years old when I hit that height requirement. And I remember riding that thing and just thinking it was the greatest thing I had ever done in my entire life. <laughs> like I remember that drop. I remember it like it was yesterday along with, uh, you know, I sank a basket you know, like our three point contest, whatever it was back in the day. So like, that's just a memory that can't be touched. And so for me, like, because of that, like nostalgia and the history, like the personal history with the ride, Steel Force is one, but I will say like, man, Talon has really been like working at it slowly. Um, and honest to God, I do. I just genuinely think Talon is like the perfect invert. Like it is the perfect, it is the perfect ride for what it is. And that's like, yeah, I know it's, you know, what is it, 22 years old now, and it'll be 23 years old next year. But, man, like, the thing still holds up. It still whistles. Like, it sails. It feels good. Like, the whole – you get done, you're like, I'll go again. Um, so, yeah, it would be Steel Force 1 just because of the memories, and then Talon's a very close 2 just because of, like, my professional life at Dorney. So, yeah. I'm not just saying that because Jen's on here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally, Jen is a part of why it's 2, though, right? So, like, that – I love that too. Like that whole social media interaction when you kind of have the epiphany of like, yo, this is like a cool thing happening. Like this is really organic. Um, and then to translate that into like me just talking up the crap out of it, the James McAvoy to the point where he's like, well, just get in the front row with me. I've been talking about it all day. It's like really funny. So um, yeah, close to for me is talent, but one steel force. Yeah. We all have that zero coaster. That's how super duper looper will always yeah. have. That's wow, Super Looper is a, it's my top five. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. Super Duper Looper is in my top five because of the same type of thing. But like, you know, and also like, man, you feel like you're in that loop forever. I don't know what it is, man, but you just feel like you are in that thing and you're just like take a nap up there. It is. It's oh, man. I love Super Duper Looper. It's also a great ride. Yeah. My parents had to bribe me with a Care Bear to get you on it. <laughs> to get me on it, I got a care bear. And the rest and... of the kids is history. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. It's, but yeah, we all have those coasters. It's, oh yeah, definitely get it. But I'm glad to hear Talon is getting up there. Getting up there, man. That's uh, it's working its way up the ladder. So, I'm excited to get there in October and uh, ride it. So, I can yeah, feel the uh, that excitement as well. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll not regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Steel Force is so good too. This year, especially Steel Force. It's yeah. running beautifully. Quality. Yep. Our maintenance team is fantastic. So shout out, shout out maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I wasn't the biggest fan of it the first year I wrote it. And then this year I was like, I got on it and I was like, this is a completely different experience than the last time I wrote it. Like, this is amazing. Yep. And I've written it. A million times now this season i love it stuff number two is that your two steel force demon drop demon uh, drop yeah it's still a good ride isn't it 
Yeah, yeah. demon drop. It, it's it's so just, fun. Like, you can't not. It's the only one left in the country. Like, it, yeah. it's got to be up there. That 45 getting back to the station, though, can hurt, man, sometimes. So my favorite demon drop memory, though, this is going to be like our thing. I got Bryant from Coaster365 to ride with me. And he's like, this is the first time I've really been scared in my Fusey life. Like, he's like, I'm scared. And we get on and this girl's like, you can ride with us. Like, that's fine. You can ride. And we get on with her. And as we're starting to go back into the shaft, she's like, oh yeah, I rode this with my cousin a couple weeks ago. And he got so scared, he passed out. And lost it. Oh no. Well, it happens. I was like, I couldn't have like, had a better person to ride with the fact that Bryant never gets scared and he was actually scared to ride it and then she was like oh yeah by the way my cousin passed out oh man it ain't that scary it's a great ride though it's so good yeah it's, so good. it's been a long time since I've been on that it was at a, a different park back when I wrote it <laughs> yeah Ryan Chris has Dorney credits from different parks well that's not a shock <laughs> that is not a shock because our 2010s and late 2000s are pretty much dictated by the rides that we relocated to our park. So not too shocked. Yep. Yeah, he's actually ridden possessed. Mm-hmm. And it was Superman then, but was we Superman. won't talk about him. <laughs> yep. That's okay. We have people here that are like, can I give it a, can I count it as a credit if it was Voodoo for the first year? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, it's just we just renamed Possessed, man. It does not that I will actually plant the flag there. Like, no, you don't get another credit because we renamed it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What about Top Thrill 2? Is Top Thrill 2 a new credit? Yes, well, it's got completely new elements, you know, it's completely new ride design. So, yes, yeah. Right. If we had changed, well, I mean, what if someone's like, yeah, but when I rode Voodoo and it still had the holding brake, I would, I would be in a quandary then. Like they they'd get me there. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe, man. Is, is riding possessed without the holding brake count as a separate? It is a completely different experience, you know. Maybe you guys just start that as a conversation. You know, that's uh, that's almost more exciting than uh, is demon drop a credit. <laughs> if voodoo was a credit with the holding brake, is possessed a credit without? Quite a question. Didn't think that about it until right now, but here we are. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm. We'll have to ask that to uh, to the listeners. Sometimes yeah, that'll be it. Let me know what they say. For sure. Um, well, Ryan, thank you for coming on to the podcast and hanging out with us. You're welcome. Thanks for uh, being cool with me sitting in my Jeep for like an hour. It's all good. <laughs> now I can go to the next thing. Yeah. Um, well, uh, hopefully we uh, get to see you uh, at Media Day for Iron uh, Iron Menace because that would You'll be, be really invited. Awesome. You'll be invited. Yep. Awesome. We'll make awesome. it happen. I can't wait to wear my best talon oranges. Yeah, we might have to get you an Iron Menace shirt, but it'll still be orange. So yeah, that's true. That's yep. true. So it'll I'll be dressed for the occasion. Yep, that's right. Iron Iron Menace can be talon, brother. They're brothers. I'm brother. still gonna call it from the same mother, though. They are brothers from the same mother. Being so. yeah, son of, son of talon. <laughs> son of talon. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it good catching up with both of you yeah thanks ryan so much we really do appreciate it yep and like i said we'll uh we have our meetup in october on the 21st so come hang out and uh uh some cool things will happen in october that's right catch you then all right thanks ryan no problem we'll see you we'll see you guys. guys this has been the theme park stand podcast 
We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'll see you all next time.